High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, we're off to Washington, D.C. to talk to Michael Graham. Now, normally I am outraged at Michael Graham. This week I am outraged with Michael Graham on a plan to wreck Donald Trump's inauguration next Friday. Michael, what's going on? Well, first, let me start with a trigger warning. Uh, when I come on George Hook's show, I say the things that most people in Ireland know are true. You just don't think you're allowed to say them. So that's what I do on the on the show, and I always appreciate you having me. George, so I work seven blocks, six blocks from the White House, from the, the inaugural. We, we're the Weekly Standard and the Washington Examiner, uh, which you can all follow on on the web. We're going to have a little position for our uh, readers and writers and, and celebrities to hang out at you know, right across from Trump's hotel. And we are looking at having to walk into a war zone. More than 25 groups have announced that they are coming to D.C., not just to say we hate Trump, which is fine, whatever. You know, he shouldn't be president. Fine, whatever. To disrupt the inauguration, to make the inauguration impossible. One of the groups said straight up, we want to make sure that there is no peaceful transition of power because, quote, the peaceful transition of power is a threat to all of us. And they've given this uh, this effort a name, Operation Cluster, uh, another word. And uh, uh, and they're going to try to get people to stand on the subway, the rail lines, metro rail lines, which I take every day. They're going to get people to stand on the highways and stop the cars. And then they're going to go to the checkpoints for security, you know, the gates where you have to go through and get wanded and all that stuff to make it impossible for people to get in. This is how the progressive left responds to my guy didn't win. And then, of course, they follow that up with because you're full of hate. So, but this is this like first of all the the, the protests by uh, the so-called Democrats uh, uh, or immediately after the election. Now this, if if Hillary had won, mm-hmm. and the the right uh, had, and this isn't about what you think of, of right or left or Trump exactly. or, or 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 thing or or or, or uh, Hillary. The the key thing here is this is to be fair one of the great democracies. It's about a, a democratic election, and uh, first of all, Meryl Streep made me, made me vomit, and now <laughs> on Monday, and now Rosie O'Donnell is 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 going to do it. Well, she's not going to do anything. But let me think. First of all, you make a great point. You know, all through the remember when the Tea Parties were going on, George. And of course, I wrote a book about the Tea Parties. We talked about them. I'd be all oh, these right wing haters are full of violence. There was never a single incident of re- recorded by the police of Tea Party violence, other than Tea Partiers being attacked, bitten, having stuff thrown at them. The right in America doesn't do this kind of violence. Yes, there are absolutely psychos or whatever. But the idea that a conservative you know, national figure, a conservative celebrity would say what Rosie O'Donnell said, which is, quote, I support martial law to stop the, the position of Donald Trump for all the people who are saying we've got to fight fascism 
by overturning the election and imposing martial law. You may want to look up that fascism word in the dictionary one time. Try this guy, Hitler, comma, A, because I think maybe this whole overturning elections and imposing force from above, maybe you'll figure right. it out. That's where we are. One more, by the way, one more thing. And to me, this is like the most classic. This is where the progressive European left is. This is where the progressive American left is. One of their plans is assuming the inauguration goes forward and assuming they haven't caused mass you know, destruction and they have the inaugural balls. These are parties, as you know, George, and you know, it's around the world. Yeah. The supporters of one party come into town and they meet each other and they have drinks and they dance. And it's a part. It's all it is. It's just a party. There's no policy. There's no you know, global warming or immigration. These idiots plan to go to the, to the parties and ruin those two. So, so after they, I have to come to work that morning. I have no idea how I'm getting to. I just want to go to work. Well, I, it's, to work. I was there for the, the first Obama in, uh, inauguration, and as it happened, I had I had to be in Virginia um, the day before, and then so I stayed there, and then I got up at, at four o'clock in the morning or something because I knew I had to drive in D.C. before it got really busy. But like when you go to an an inauguration like that, a peaceful inauguration and all the people trying to get there uh, the issue of security it's difficult enough in an absolutely peaceful inauguration and to, to, to imagine what this might be like because of these outraged people who themselves are outrageous uh, I find I mean he's, this guy is the 45th president or something is he yeah, forty fifth. All right. So we've had we've this will be forty five inaugurations you've had, you know. You've had you've had, you know, Ulysses Grant coming in after the Civil War, after the awfulness of the Civil War, yet all these different people who were not necessarily favorites with half the population, but the people of America understood what made their country great, which was that it could accept differing views. Now it it's seems George. there is only one view, which is the view of Rosie O'Donnell, Merle Streep, and our fellow travelers. Uh, and, it's, and, it, and that's not just an American thing. You see it across the world, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, cultural elites have declared what is allowed and not allowed to be thought. And if you disagree with that, it's not that you're having a debate. It's that you're evil and fallen and terrible. But, George, of all the losers on Inauguration Day, the, whether it's the Operation Cluster event or whether it's the people stopping my train, the biggest losers on planet Earth will be gathered at Spire Dublin. Because they'll be protesting Trump's <laughs> Think about where your life is. Think about how pathetic this life is. I assume that right now listening is some 20-something progressive loser in their basement of their mom's house in Dublin. And they're listening online. And they're surfing all the cool lefty websites with their agitprop. And their life is so meaningless that they have to go protest an election in someone else's country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Deputy Richard Boyd Barrett. You want yeah. to see, ask yourself, am I a loser? Well, are you protesting a free and fair election somewhere else? Yes, you're a loser. That's how you know. Well, I, I, I hope Deputy Boyd Barrett is listening because I tackled him on this during the week. It is... Uh, it was unbelievable. Now, um, I, I have, let me ask you, can I ask you a question? Because this is yeah. what's getting my gap on. I was 
I tweeted out perhaps mean-spiritedly earlier today at IMM Graham about the Irish protesting our election. I concluded with hashtag go whine about water. It is interesting to me that the biggest protests that I know of in Ireland have to <laughs> involve don't make me pay for the water I use. But All right. If, I mean, but if Sinn Féin, who are controversial, I think it's fair to say some people, you know, find have a real problem with them. If they won the national election, if they took the doll, you know, with a majority, yeah. would there be like anger? Would, would you have Operation Cluster Dublin? No, you know, no. Uh, even even Boyd Barris, who, you know, attends a march at the drop of a hat, <laughs> uh, like even Boyd Barris wouldn't march against Sinn Féin. No, well, we and wouldn't. No, we wouldn't, because we believe in that fundamental of democracy. The interesting thing is, I know you don't read very much, but George Orwell wrote a book called 1984. That was a long time ago, before 84. And he sort of brought up the awfulness that there might be thought control. Mm -hmm. We actually have it now. We have thought control. You can only think the way Rosie O'Donnell and Meryl Streep think. And your and your uh, guest earlier about the trigger warnings in class and the yeah. right to not be offended okay. makes that case. But I would recommend a different uh, book, Brave New World, because Aldous Huxley understood that the oppression was not going to come from some dictator above. It's going to come from whiny millennials, generation snowflake types who go, ooh, you're making me feel icky. I have the right to be happy all the time. And if you okay. do something you like or elect someone I don't like, you have to make me feel good. That's where the suppression is going to come from. The danger is the typical progressive at home in Ireland right now who says, you know what? Restrict free speech. Re- restrict all political right. Okay. That's the problem. All right. We're bringing you back on a new day, a Tuesday from next week. Apparently, the Irish people on a Tuesday have greater <laughs> strength to cope with you than a Friday. Apparently, uh, the thought police think you're ruining people's weekends by offending them. So, Tuesday next week, Michael Graham, my guest from Washington, D.C. Up next, here come the girls.